What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Baseline Jam Podcast. My name is Out of Sight. My name is Dylan Reese. Hi, we Dylan have no Reese. idea what we're about to talk about. Welcome back, welcome back, we're not, welcome... We were, oh, we're back. I don't think we were supposed to say that we have no idea what we're going to talk about. What are you talking about? We're on fire. I don't know. That's what I just said. What's up, everybody? Um, we're back. <laughs> this is our second straight week, so we're back in the flow. We're pretty much just killing it. Yeah, and uh, it's Sunday night, seven forty-five here in the in the content crib, the Terror Dome. You lowering me? Don't you lower me, bro? You're literally peeking so hard. I'm not peeking. Even... It's green. Bro, I'm looking. The at... light is green. Now it is because I just turned it down. I want to be loud, baby. Loud. It's unreal. It's Sunday. I just watched some football, but I also caught the end of the Warriors Mavs. I did too. I watched that whole game actually. Yeah, Luca's the man. He's my favorite player. He's my, one of mine. Him and James Harden are my favorite players. Those are your favorite players? James Harden has been my Round favorite Round out player. your favorite five right now. Okay. With positions. So, like, my yeah, favorite. Yeah, you need to make, like, a, a rat. Yeah. My favorite players. Yep. Okay, this is not make the a, best players. So I'm just going to let you favorite. know. My Lonzo favorite. Balls players to watch. Starting Lonzo Ball is your starting Lonzo. James Harden. James Harden. Luca. Luca. Greg Monroe. No. I'm gonna go with uh, Kevin Looney. Ew. Mm. Who's my power forward? I'm gonna go Ben Simmons as the power forward. Yeah, I watched him today versus uh, <clears throat> the Knicks. And he then had 20 boards. The five is Jokic. Wow, that's a nice five. Except I have Luca and Ben Simmons. I mean, uh, Lonzo and Ben Simmons have no fucking shooting. Yeah, you got no shooting. But. I'm not saying they're going to play together. That's my favorite player at each position right now. I like that. Mine would be Frank Nielakina, Frank Nielakina, Frank <laughs> Nielakina. No, that's horrible. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He had 11 and 6 today, dog. 11 and 6, dog. Come on, bro. 11 All right. Uh, Lo- stop. I know we talk like ad nauseum about Lonzo. Yeah. But he had a game the other day. I was like, if you could just fucking do this every day. Right. He, that's his whole fucking story. Can I tell you something about Steph Curry and Lonzo? <laughs> Steph Curry's three-point percentage is higher than Lonzo's career Jesus free throw percentage. Christ. Lonzo is 43%, 43.59% from the free throw line. Steph is 43.67 from the three-point line. I'm, I'm sure Lonzo will get this. So who's a better story. shooter? <laughs> that's the real question. Do you think you could beat Lonzo in a free throw contest? Me? Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Did you know that Steph Curry dropped 48 today with three free throws? That's it. I did know that. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Um. Uh, yeah, but Luca is really fun to watch. And if you haven't watched him, please go watch him immediately. I watch him every chance I get. Yeah? I've seen him. I've probably watched about 20 Mav games. Mm. <clears throat> and... uh. He continues to impress me at an ex- at an accelerating rate. He yeah. can just get a shot off from anywhere at any time against anyone. And he's 19. And he's not fast. Or he can't jump high. Mm. So, you tell me. I don't know. He's just so crafty. I'm just, you know, we've talked ad nauseum about him. I'm, I'm really at a loss for, like, how he even went fourth, considering how <clears throat> freaking good he is. Yeah. Um, you know, I, now I'm so loud. 
No, you you're way, me up? You're, you're way less loud than you yeah. were in the beginning. Really? Yeah. But now we're perfect right now. We're perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Luca fan. And uh, if you're the Mavs, I mean, the Mavs are, you know, they fought hard there. You're 20 and 23. They're three games out of the eighth seed. They don't have a first round pick. Um, it's been floated around a few times. About them being buyers, Otto Porter, Tim Hardaway. Maybe we'll get something. That's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. There's auto play from ESPN.com. So I can hear it. Really professional job we're doing here. That was we. The, that's good. you, bro. So uh, I didn't do that. Last night, the Celtics <clears throat> lost to the Magic. And afterwards, uh, Kyrie was sitting at his locker. I saw something about that on Twitter. Staring straight ahead. He hadn't showered yet. Most of the other players had already dressed and left. Here's some quotes from Kyrie. They lost to the Magic. They've lost two in a row. And to they the heat, are... To the Heat and the Magic. They are now the five seed. They're six and a half games out. And he said... Young, young player... Here's his exact quotes. He had a lot to say. He said, the young guys don't know what it takes to be a championship-level team, what it takes every day. And if they think it's hard now, what do they think it'll be when we're trying to get to the finals? There were no expectations last year. Everyone played free and easy. Everyone surpassed whatever they expected for themselves. This year, we all have high expectations. The players, the coaches, everyone. And that's good. But we aren't doing it yet. We can get there, but we've got to get better. I've got to get better. We need to win these games on the road. That's me as a leader. I need to be a better leader to help us get get us there. Says a lot about him, I think. It does. You you know. (laughs) A lot of guys in that position will start blaming everybody. But low key, he just sounded like how LeBron was when he was at the Cavs. And Kyrie used to get tight. Right, that's true. That's true. <laughs> nah, but Kyrie's right. Kyrie's right. Yeah. It's a, it's a good job by Kyrie to there. Like, as a leader. He's he's, he's a becoming a veteran and uh, showing that leadership that comes with it. But, I mean, what do you think? You're a Celtics fan. You're from Boston. You're not a Celtics fan. But if you were, what's the level of concern here? <clears throat> you know, the Bucks are way better than I ever thought. You know, the Bucks are way better than we thought. Yeah. The Raptors are way better than we thought. Yeah. Then the Pacers are 28 and 14. So you can't underestimate them. They're playing great defense. Miles Turner's having a great season. Um kind of transforming into like a defensive presence. Mhm. Uh-huh. Uh, and Depot's been hurt, hasn't played as well as last year, and they're still playing well. Yeah. And then you have the Sixers, who legitimately have three superstars. So we went from the Celtics. We we automatically thought they were going to run to the to the finals. We we felt pretty confident in the in preseason, like Celtics Warriors, right? And now <clears throat> here we are, halfway through the season, and Kyrie's at the locker room, evaporated. What are your thoughts? It's hard to tell. I haven't watched a ton of Boston Celtics, to be mm-hmm. honest. Less than I normally do, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think they have too much talent for them to not get it done. So, mm-hmm. 
I think they'll be fine one way or another. Do you think that all these young guys being talked about as trade chips all the time, as like assets, is starting to get to them? That could that could be a piece of it because <clears throat> when you're young and in the NBA, a lot of these guys are trying to find their footing mm-hmm. and and like see like what their role is going to be, especially on a team like that where it's so deep. Mm-hmm. So constantly hearing things like this guy might be moved or one of your teammates is going to be moved or whatever that could i could see how that could take a toll on you emotionally and have you like kind of not all the way focused on the day-to-day you know yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean i just I don't wonder know if it's because all that but you know some of the young of guys have been playing better than they were like Jalen brown's been playing better but yeah jason tatum has not played as well as he played last year mm-hmm and, um, you know, you just start to think about the psyche of these guys. And it's like bringing in Hayward, having the expectations, and then also having the, would you trade this guy for Anthony Davis? Like, in your head. Like, you know, you could, you're, the, you're the assets that are always being talked about. Seems like there's just there's a decent amount of pressure on this team, and they're still relatively young. Yeah. I also feel like they don't – Kyrie could do more. Like, he's playing well, but, like, he should shoot more. I think he should shoot more. He should shoot more. He's averaging 17.7 shots now, six threes a game. He's at 23 a game. I feel like he could juice it up. Like, I'm not telling him to go full James Harden. Yeah, but if he could get to 26 a game. Even like just like do a little thirty run, yeah, he can get to it easily. Uh I feel like, well, maybe he'll do that because he just said yesterday, you know, saw my back, so maybe he's gonna come out and be a bit more aggressive and look for his own shot more. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we will see. We will see. I, 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 I'm wondering now. I, I. I don't know, man. There's a different kind of vibe than it was originally. So what do you, what do you think? You're, you're. I think you'd that be worried if you were a Celtics they, fan. I would absolutely be worried right now. Mm. I really would be. I would say their clear path to the finals that we originally thought because of their group of talent. Yeah, it's not clear at all, and, and that's an obvious statement. But I would put them. I'd put them right in the middle of the things. I think they're better than the Pacers, but I think they'd have problems with the Sixers, they'd have problems with the Bucks, and they'd have a problem with the Raptors. I think all of those right teams are, are going to have problems with each other. Yeah, it's true. There's no there's no clear-cut favorite. No, nah, there isn't. But the Celtics, you know, beginning of the season was definitely a clear-cut favorite. <clears throat> For sure. But that was just because a lot of that was we didn't know what was going to happen with Kawhi. Yeah. Because he didn't play all of last year. And the Bucks are just so much better being coached by a good coach. Yeah. I mean, Giannis, obviously, he's continuing to level up. Bledsoe's on a contract year playing well. Damn, he might be in my top five, actually. Giannis? I might get yeah, Ben Simmons so over there. freaking good. I, f- I forgot about him. I love watching him play. And Coach Coach Bud is, is so Another good. guy that can't shoot, though. Can't shoot. Still scores 30. Yeah. Easily. Insane. Yeah. Really crazy. So... Yeah, you know, that was an interesting story. Can we talk about James Harden a little? Please, go for it. 
He's averaging 33.9. Points a game. Yeah. I mean, the Rockets. Not like this week, like the entire season. No, totally. Um, It's fucking bonkers. What could be said that hasn't been said already? I was listening to Bill Simmons. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that episode. Uh, maybe. But uh, they were talking about that, and there's only like X amount of guys that have averaged 33 or more throughout a whole season. Right. And it's not a very long list, and it's all guys that you're like, whoa. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. And Wilt did it like 12 times or something stupid. But that doesn't really count. It's just it's nuts to have someone like – that means if he scores 32. Yeah. That's like, oh yeah, bad bad day. Yeah, I mean, he can you, push it to 35. Right. If he goes on like a really hot streak, which I mean, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a bad game. He scored 38 the other night in a loss to the Magic, breaking his 40 streak. Yeah. And uh, you know, before that, he had scored 40 in what, six straight games? Exactly. You know, it's really amazing what he's doing, but it's also, you know, they've lost three three out of their last five, um, losing to the Blazers, the Bucks, and then the Magic. His last five games, scoring thirty eight and a half points a game, ten assists, <laughs> eight eight rebounds. It's but fucking crazy. Game versus the Magic, took thirty two shots, eleven to thirty two. Yeah. He went one of 17 from three. Yeah, it's not good. One of 17 from three. Okay, he went one of 17 and still got 38 points. Insane. He went 15 to 16 from the line. Um, Imagine if he had four more of those threes. He has I look ball. at this Rockets roster, and I'm just, I'm scratching my head at this point. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Regarding what? Who the fuck is this team? What is know. this team? This shit went awry real quick. This roster is crazy looking. I don't care if Daniel House is good or this, that, and the other. Like, bro, with Chris Paul out, they're starting Rivers. And then it's just Dan D- House and their benches. Gary Clark and not the guitar player. Maurice Chris, James Ennis, Gerald Green went one for seven. Yeah. Sheesh. The fact that James Harden's running off wins with this team is unbelievable. Because they fucking, this team kind of sucks. It's a one-man show. Pretty much. Who's their second option? Capella. Capella. Catching lobs. Yeah. You can hear that. Oh, sorry. Fidgeting. Dylan's fidgeting with the coaster. I'm getting antsy. Yeah. But I appreciate James Harden's game. You think the Rockets are a legitimate contender with this roster? Yes. Really? There, anyone who has James Harden is a legitimate contender. I can respect that. I can respect that. I don't think they are, though. I really, I just can't. By the way, the <clears throat> Lakers are down 10 to the Cavs right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 65-55. Are you watching it? No, they're pretty fucking bad without LeBron James, though. What the fuck, dude? Well, let me let me, uh, let me me take that back. We can mm-hmm. talk about this a little bit. Yeah. They're not bad. Mm-hmm. Because... I heard them say this during the game, and I was actually kind of blown away by it. Mm-hmm. And they're second in defensive their defensive rating since LeBron went out. Mm-hmm. So their defense has improved, but 
they have no offensive options, especially when Kuzma was out too. Yeah. It was just, what are we doing? Everyone was just standing around, passing, looking at each other. Yeah, LeBron really sets the table. I mean, Lonzo. There was lineups where Zubach and McGee were in at the same time because there was just no one else to play. That's not good. And that, like, what are we doing? That's not good. That's not good. Michael Beasley's had to, like. Play? Take, like, take a lot of shots. Well, that's what he does. Which he gets buckets, but yeah, I shouldn't resort to that. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. I watched him all last season, and once he's getting buckets for you, yeah, you're gonna lose. But let it fly. But like, that that, that can't be your first or second option in a, at any lineup. No, I mean, yeah, Beasley. So I'm I've just been patiently waiting for LeBron to come back because that, that team just looks way different. I mean. Sheesh. Josh Hart and, and Pope have played well. Uh, yeah. Those, all these, the, that's the thing with young guys, though. Like, you know, you, you're going to just have to deal with the peaks and the valleys. Like, right now, Lonza's got 13, Ingram's got 16, Kuzma's got 11. Yeah. They're down 11. They got to get back in the game. Can they close out the game? These are the things you have to deal with when you have a young team. If you have LeBron, yeah. it changes the whole dynamic of it. But, LeBron's real chill about this whole situation, but y'all, the eighth seed right now, you're a half game up on the Jazz, a game up on the Kings, two games up on the T-Wolves. It's tight. He needs to get back. 100%. He needs to get back. He gets back, they make the playoffs. But right now, you guys might have to fight to get in the fucking playoffs, bro. It's not going to be easy for you guys. It's not. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. We have LeBron James. How many games do you think you need to win to get in the he, fucking playoffs in the East? He just needs to play. The Jazz now are coming back around. They're at 23 and 21. I don't think the Kings will stay good, 22 and 21. But I like the Kings, man. You never know, man. I like the Kings. Me too. T-Wolves playing better. They just beat the Pelicans the other night. How about Cat had 27 rebounds? Bro, that's what I was about to say. I watched the end of that, and I was like, if this guy could do this every night, I wouldn't be talking shit about him every Sunday. He's he's starting to get it. And you know Flip Saunders' kid. Yeah, Ryan Saunders. Coaching. Yeah. It's fire. That is dope. By the way, with horrible that James ha- Harden thing. Horrible haircut, though. He broke the NBA record for most of threes attempted while only making one. The 17. That's a record. It's not the best record I'll be holding, but. Yeah. I wanted to give you a random stat. Speaking of Giannis. Steph was 11 for 19 from three today. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what we're saying. He it's decent. His he shot three. He scored forty eight, and he had three free throws. One was a technical, and the other two were from an intentional foul. So he actually didn't didn't even get fouled. Get, get draw, like yeah, a yeah foul. drawing a foul yeah. exactly. Um, Damn. Here's a random stat: the Bucks are twelve and zero this year after a loss. Hmm. They're thirty and twelve, bro. That's called resiliency. I feel like they need to get one more dude. Who? I don't know. They just I feel like they could do better. I feel like they could get another guard. Could use another bench person. Like they're they're legit. They're legit. How about Ray Allen? They're legit. What if Ray Allen came back to the Bucks? The Bucks to me are like Alright, let's just ignore that. A piece that. away. <laughs> From being a real championship contender right now. 
I just don't think you can be a championship contender with Eric Bledsoe as your point guard. Why not? I don't know. He's good. Yeah, he had a big. He's having a big year. It's yeah, he's playing great. Contract year. There you go. Contract year. Shout out to all the motherfuckers playing hard for their contract. There was somebody else who's having a big contract year. I forgot who. Oh, it's funny though. He's hooping. Miritich. No. Oh man. Bledsoe is definitely one of them though. Um, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Um. Yeah. Something I want to talk about. Go for it. I don't know why it's happening, but I think it needs to stop soon. Mm. What's this new thing where guys are wearing like bandanas? Oh yeah, like uh, it's like a bandana but a headband. Right. Have you seen this? Yeah, and they look like fucking. Like they're about to do karate. Exactly, like that dude Lee on the Warriors. Yeah. Drew Holiday, I saw Wes Matthews wearing it today. Yeah, I don't and know. And I'm just like, yo, okay. Wes Matthews is rocking that now? I saw it today, I was like, okay, this is just a trend, and uh, I don't like it. It's a stupid-ass trend. One, looks dumb. It looks dumb. Second, that's not absorbing sweat. It's making you sweat yeah, more. Yeah, almost, you remember like when you would cut off like your t-shirt? Yeah. For the make, make it a cutoff, and you had your sleeves? Right. It looks like that. They're just putting on their fucking head. Right? Yeah. Why are dudes doing that? I don't know. Like, mm. the first time I saw it, I thought Drew Holiday was wearing a do-rag. Because, <laughs> like, the back of the bandana was just flapping in the back. I'm like, is this dude wearing a do-rag? And Tobias fucking... Harris, the free agent, by the way. Sorry. Oh, okay. There you go. That, but that's not what I was thinking of. We keep going. But it, I just don't understand that. Yeah. Because a headband is supposed to absorb. It's a sweatband. It's supposed to absorb your sweat. It's made of that material. Right. This is literally just a piece of cloth on your fucking forehead. It's probably distracting and making you more hot, if anything. And it doesn't look dope. I'm trying to understand the logic behind it at all. Should we just holler at him and see what's up? Who Who we need to holler at? Did you talk to Andre Drummond? No. You should ask him, though. Is he wearing them? No, but I mean, maybe he has... The he can get into the psyche of the players wearing it. Yo, what's up with this I dude? first saw it on that guy Lee on the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, okay, his last name is Lee, and he's wearing like a karate bandana. Is he like oh, some fucking I see. like ninja dude or something? Okay, I see. It was but like a wanna, culture, a cultural thing. I thought so. Hmm. I mean, Lee can be an Asian last name. Yeah, Bruce sure. Lee. I got so it. So I was like, <laughs> I guess this is his thing. Huh. Cool, but then I started seeing other people. Yeah, no. Wear. The first time I saw it was Drew Holiday, and I was like, "Why are they wearing that?" Shit. Okay, it looks I, whack. I, I feel like, as far as NBA players' accessories, mm. we're getting to a happy medium. Yeah, because like '80s, '90s, shit was fucking boring. Nobody was wearing shit. Right. Everyone just had straight arms out, no tattoos, no wristbands. Short no, shorts. Nothing. Just came up the ball. Yep. Okay? In some ways, I respect it. Mm-hmm. In some ways, let's have a little originality. Right. Then shit got out of hand when AI came. Out of hand. Motherfuckers got a head-to-toe, shooting sleeve, yeah. headband, finger band, bro. Me- Mellow was When I saw crazy. the finger bands, I was like, this the shit. The finger bands. I tried to play with one of those one time in middle school because I was like, well, I got to try this. Yeah. That shit 
is just making all the compression sleeve stuff now still these guys are wearing tights every dude wears compression sleeves see i fuck with the tights though yeah I don't know if you've ever played in them. They're great. They're very comfortable. They're keeps great. Your, keeps your body warm. No, it's great. It's great. I've I used to have, honestly, I don't know how the fuck it happens, but compression socks and compression, all that stuff somehow always gets lost. Yeah. But I've had a, I've used a bunch of them, especially when I was nursing some leg injuries, and shit felt amazing. Yeah, really helpful. And I I feel like we we're getting to a good spot where people kind of knew like what the swag was supposed to be. Right. What do you think of the short shorts coming back? I like it. Me too. Yeah. Big time. It's time. That's a, it, It's time. Things just cycle, and it's it's becoming time, so let's let it fly. It's kind of funny with style, how that works, because I was looking at a... Oh, John Mayer posted a photo on Instagram the other day, and I was going to comment this, but then I just couldn't... You ever try and figure out... You want to tweet or comment something, but you just don't know how to word it in a way that like is going to connect with people. Yeah, yeah. So you're just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Must not be time to say this. You know what? Exactly. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just like trying to find the right <laughs> words, like to piece it together. So John Mayer posted a photo of him 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now this is like a thing on Instagram right now happening, right? right? The 10 year thing. And he go, his caption was, just uh it's a different time for pants it was a different time for pants totally and i'm looking at him and looking at the picture and i'm like i remember people dressing like this uh-huh. and i remember thinking it was cool yeah it was like or whatever like it wasn't a thing and then i thought about how we're dressing now and i thought to myself in 10 years are we gonna look at this photo and be like of ourselves now yeah. And be like, damn, what the fuck were we doing? Yeah. Probably. Because like now I look at those big shorts, like yeah. mid-90s. Bro. Did you, are you familiar with Olaf's? I am. Okay. So for those who aren't familiar. Unfortunately. <laughs> those who aren't familiar with Olaf's, let me see if you can Google Olaf shorts. Jesus. Let's see if that's even a thing. Um, They were huge when I was a kid. Catch Can't, me in my Olaf's, Yeah. Bro. They're not even a thing. It, some movie comes up. Um, <laughs> can't even Google this shit. You can't, oh, there they are. Damn. They just used to be these big old shorts. And they used to call them Olaf's. And they were, had the the stripe down the side. And they would... I mean, they looked like pants, bro. Yeah. I mean, they were shorts. Like, past the knee. They're just pants. They're you, just you pants. You could put four-year-old leg into them. It's like someone didn't finish the pants. Yeah. And it's like Janko jeans, but shorts. Yeah. And you used to hoop in them. How the fuck you get your damn fucking drivel through your legs? Yeah, you're all stepping in those, I'll tell you that you're much. You're definitely not. Yeah. You're definitely not. Shouts to Olaf's. This ain't, you ain't a real hooper unless you know what Olaf's are. I know all about them. Let's go. Um, Yeah, no, it's weird how things kind of circle back. Like, even like... uh. Damn, I just came across some fire the, vintage gear, though. Even, like, the branding of, like... You want a Wu-Tang Clan Forever tape for 10 bucks? I don't mean to interrupt you. Kinda. I just stumbled across this dude. Just to say I got it. Sheesh, kid. I'm sorry. Um, That's even you. Even, like... Oh. Blowing up. Sorry. Sorry, bucko. Can't answer that. Um, Even, like, the branding of, like, all my new music. Yeah, the way it looks and the way I'm dressing on the art, Mm -hmm. it's all vintage. It's like 70s, 80s 
style. Right. So it's like, how, I don't, I don't know, I was trying to think like, how much longer will that be like, cool to be like, oh, look at this throwback. Like if I did that 10 years ago, it'd be like, this motherfucker's just doing some old shit, it's so stupid. Right. But now it's like, tasteful. Mm. And in 10, in 10 more years, maybe it'll be like, what's this guy doing again? Yeah, I mean, that's always the challenge. I mean, when I first came into the game, I told myself I was only going to wear suits. So Really? Like, if you go back to my first... Mix- I've definitely seen photos of you, wear- of you wearing a suit. Google Out of Sight Radio New York. You can see it for yourself. Um, here. Here's the cover. This is my first mixtape. There I am. Yeah, I've seen that. Actually. I've seen that photo. And, and that was my first tape. So and there I was. And then look. So when did you... Look, how long did it take suits. you... suits. How long did it take to stop wearing suits? Look at this. All suits. A lot of suits. Not there. That's wildlife. But, you know. How long um, did it take? So, after... Also, what year year was that? 2008. Okay. So, my, my original concept and idea was suits never go Go out out of style. style. Yeah. You could look at a picture of Frank Sinatra Mm -hmm. from 40, 50 years ago. Totally. And be like, that fucking guy looks great. It's a good thought process. I like it. So, immediately, when I first started coming up, even when I was doing shows in New York and known, you know, just, and I'd be the only fucking dude in a suit. Yeah. And not only be the only white guy in the room, I'd be the white guy in a suit. And people would be like, what the fuck's your deal? I, you know, I'd go get the suits from fucking H&M, dude. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Or the thrift shop. Yeah. You know I mean, you're talking about fucking 30, 40, $50 suits here. Yeah. I was broke, but you made it work. And, uh, to me, I was like, I just want to be on some Sinatra shit. So then, when I did X Factor, that was my first big look. And that was like right when the song was about to take off. And what did I wear? Suit. Suit. Uh-huh. And the one thing that kind of happened was, I mean, look. Look at the press photos. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the... That's my platinum plaque, that's the image they used. Mm-hmm. Um, 2009, suit. Mm-hmm. You know, look, um, you get, you start to now deal with a whole different kind of thing and uh, a bigger audience, and immediately people are like, the suit's aging you. Oh, they're saying you look older now? Uh huh. Mm they're like interesting you need to connect with a younger audience because you make pop music and the suits making you older it's like too traditional too like grown up you know what i'm saying and i was like all right so then the now or never video that's me Mm. jeans so what year was that 2011 13 12. Oh, third, so you so for three that was the second video after tonight's so night. for four years easy you were wearing just suits yep on stage and in videos whatever. all the time then now or never i broke, damn i didn't know that now or never i broke the streak and well, you see i'm wearing were a people t-shirt pissed? and jean jacket were people pissed i think people i would have been livid 
I think there were some people who were just like, oh, this is different. And then I just started to get, I just kind of like was done with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The suit thing. I like just eventually reached a point. All right. Well, what if you bring it back? I did. No, like permanently. Like, look, last album. No, 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 no. I'm talking like you never be seen again without a suit. You know, it's like not you a, come over to the podcast. You better be in a fucking full tux, bro. Let me tell you, back in the day, you would really do that. Close to it, yeah. That's fucking fire. Yeah, I was that dude. Go to the coffee shop. I didn't even own a pair of sweatpants. Suit. I was really, really that guy. It's kind of, it's kind of badass. I'm not gonna lie. It was, but it, it was annoying, and I, I just kind of, I don't know. You know, like, do you remember when Kanye was only wearing suits? Mm. And his whole squad was wearing suits? Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck that shit. I did that shit. That's you know? true. But. The label didn't tell him. It was aging him. But you know what? Like, that shit. Like, so to get back to, like, what you're doing. If it's, like, classic, it'll never go out of style. Yeah. That's the way I'm, like, kind of looking at it. all the trendy shit that, yeah. like, kind of comes and goes. Yeah. I mean, I've never been the guy to be, like. Yeah. What's the coolest thing? Let me do Right. That. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all these dudes Let now. me get a fucking Supreme backpack. Yeah. The the you shoulder know? bag, you know. The, Which, like, it's fine. It's, just, it's not my It's not, it's my, not my thing. Yeah. Uh, all these kids now dressing like the 90s. That's interesting that you were doing the suit thing because it, you looked at it as, like, a timeless thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of all the way all... I've always, like, approached things like that. I feel like it's the best way to do it. Yeah. People might not get it at the time sometimes. That's, that's even the way I approach my, like, album concepts. <clears throat> yeah. Like, that's why Vanilla is Vanilla because it's... The baseline is timeless. Mm-hmm. I was trying to make timeless music. Yeah. And that's, like, Vanilla will never go out of style. That's the lyric in the hook. Yep. You know? Uh, so that's interesting that we had this kind of same uh, thought process in a way. Well, you know, fashion will always change the style will always change and i'm sure there's certain things that we will look at photos of even now and be like damn what the fuck oh i got so many of those but like so many yeah for sure but there was definitely <laughs> i got some fucking I, I went out of my way and i would always say this in interviews too to be like i want to look at a photo i never want to look at a photo mm-hmm. and be like what the fuck was i wearing yeah because I just always wanted to be like, damn. That's dope. That's a dope way to think about it. Because yeah. definitely everyone has those photos, whether you're in music or not. Yeah, and you know, it's like... If you're 24 right now, 27, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. and you look back and you look at a photo of you in high school, yeah, guarantee you go, why the hell was I wearing that? Yeah. Guarantee. No, in high school, I was completely a disaster. <laughs> I went through like seven different phases. Me too. Style wise. Yeah, bro. I was at. Yeah. Middle school was the worst. Yeah. Middle school, high the school. Worst. You're just trying to figure it out. Bro. You yeah. don't. Yeah. If I showed you a photo of me in middle school, you wouldn't even. You would be like. You had long hair? There's no. No. I had the opposite. Yeah. I was doing my own haircuts. Oh. Damn. I was learning how to cut hair because I, I don't know you if you know. You cut knows. hair? Yeah, you were a barber, right? I was a barber for a long time. But I would practice only on myself because none of my friends would trust me. Yeah, I wouldn't trust. So you. I had the Caesar with the f- fucked up lineups, <laughs> like in the mirror, right? Two all around. Now my homie used to cut my hair in high school. I finally let him. He used to push my shit back. Pause. My gosh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, had, I was like, Bruh. I had that on mad skinny. Yeah, I got a long ass neck. Me too. Like I had the same shit. I did, used to do my eyebrows. Oh wow, thin, two never, tall tees. Yep, out like I look fucking crazy. Yeah, my lips are too big for my face and shit. It like, was always it was of the time. The when baggy when you're shirts. Like Thirteen, bro. You got no read on life. You, you think just, you got like I looked in the mirror and I was like, this shit is fly, bro. Totally. I had the big jean shorts with the Air Force ones and two tall tees. Whatever my whatever color my Air Force ones were, that's yep. what color my tall tees were. Had the white underneath. Yep. Whatever color, it was a little bit longer. Sure. So the sleeves and the bottom would stick out. The white. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like. Yeah, we definitely did that. We did crazy. that. We had. Um, the Jordan headband for no reason, not even playing ball. Jordan headband with the jean shorts, had bro. The headbands. Go to school. Did. We had headbands. We had uh, had big ass earrings. Yeah, we, you know we had all the all the different color Yankee hats. Oh my god, that was like such a thing. Where I was yeah, I had every fitted, bro. All the North faces. I was. I never got into North Face. <laughs> North Face was huge in my high school. I had the Gore Tex. All the girls had North I, Face. I begged my dad to get a North Face. That was too expensive. We got. We used to get them hot. There was a kid mm. from my school who used to steal them. He used Damn. to come in and be like, oh, "I got you for two fifty. What's that kid doing now? <sighs> who knows? He, <laughs> he's either a millionaire or doing ten years. That's how it always is. Yeah. There's really no in between. There's always that hustler story, like. Man, I had to figure it out. I was stealing North Face. Exactly. Now I'm a, a fucking investing trader. Yeah, or some I'm sh- an angel investor. Some wild shit. Or I'm doing fucking 10 years for yeah. fucking breaking and entering. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to that. No, actually one kid. Nah, I don't know what that one dude's doing. But another dude who used to get my hats now is like a doctor or some shit. But not like a real doctor. <laughs> Think like you, a, and a, you think you can still an, get me some hats? Anesthesiologist or something. You still used to go to Lids and steal like 50 Yankee hats at a time. He was fucking cashing and, out. Yeah. And it would, yeah, you'd get, be able to get a what, like, 20 what bucks. for? 20? Yeah. So they're usually like 35 in store, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe a little less, but 20 cash. Yeah. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. I had the black and gold. I had the... I think I had every, every yeah, hat. I had ever. a lot. I had a lot. I had a lot. Did you yeah. ever get the... um? The custom embroidery in your hats? No. I always did that. Really? Every time. Nah, I never did that. That shit was fire. Yeah? It's had like... Did you leave the sticker on? 100%. Yeah, me too. It was so annoying. It's so embar- bad. How embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Horrible. That's the kind of shit you're like, why Why did I have the sticker on my fucking hat? Uh, yeah. Take the fucking... St- what are you doing? Bro, I, I'm going to try to find you some photos like after yeah, this. Yeah, we're going to have to do you're that. Gonna I fucking, got some too. You're going to laugh, bro. I got some somewhere. There was um, there was a, a period too. I was really a fucking pencil neck bastard when I was Oh, 13. me too, dude. I I was like, you're just not growing into your body, at bro. All. My neck, yeah, just like, like my my lips are too big. My ears are fucking look like four times the size they are now. It seems even though they're yeah. definitely not, but it's like the rest of my face and like body didn't grow. <laughs> like my chest like went inward, and dude, I was just I used like to, I used to post photos. I had some photos of me as a kid that I posted, but then when I did the new rollout, yeah, I, yeah, no, you gotta get I, this out of here. I just clean, I just deleted everything yeah. when I did the new rollout. Yeah, but uh, I was, I was fucking like so fucking skinny. It was yeah, like it's embarrassing. So funny. so funny. It was like it's funny when you're young how that easy that shit is. 
bro. I was like, just all you do is eat McDonald's like and you weigh yeah. like 97 pounds. 100%. It's like amazing. I would just, because the thing is, I'll play basketball for 14 hours. Exactly. But I would eat McDonald's before and after or whatever is near or whatever's on the way home. You know, Same and, thing. Then, and then you can get $4 and eat. Unbelievable. Bro, right? $4, you'd be like, I'm good. We used to have this spot by us when I was really young. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a, like a deli, mm-hmm. and you could have like two, three bucks and go there and be like, hey, can I get $3 worth of chicken nuggets? And they just throw chicken nuggets in a brown paper bag and lace you. Just estimate it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's about $3 worth. <laughs> exactly. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's fire. We were, you know, you had no fucking money because you're 13 years old. Yeah. <clears throat> Even two bucks. Yo, can I get $2 worth of chicken nuggets? He knew what was up. Just throw you a fucking bunch of chicken yeah. nuggets in there. And yeah, here's 12 nuggets. Get out of here. Shouts to Langs. <clears throat> yeah, still. That's dope. Yeah, it was good times. Those are good times, man. I don't care what I dress like. I had a great time. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, in terms of the style. Yeah, yeah, nah. It wrap all, it all around. Yeah. I I mean, I hope I'm not wearing tall tees again, but. I don't it's think possible. that's going to happen again. It's possible. Anything's possible. It feels like. A straight leg, like tighter jean, just overall has a better chance of yeah. staying. Yeah, stylistic. I mean, you mean something that actually fits you? You know, it's kind of crazy. It's been a long run now of like skinny jeans. At one point, it got yeah. too skinny. Yeah, yeah. Now it's starting to loosen up. Like when Wayne was just forcing it. Yeah, and like Soldier Boy and shit. It like, was crazy. Yeah. It was like they were in baby jeans. Yeah. My my boys all, all used to buy like girls' pants. Yeah. Like when we were in high school. Yeah, that shit was too much. I never did that. I couldn't do it. Me neither. I was a hooper. I was like, yo, come on. Yeah, I can't do that. But I but I have baggy ass jeans though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I went I like But had now the other they're way. getting baggier. But not like the how they were though. I know. But I see baggy jeans. But I used now. to be a twenty eight waist and be like, I need like at least thirty sixes. Totally. And just wear a Big ass belt and Big. fucking, it's out to here and shit. Totally. Like. <laughs> the one with the fucking weaves on it. Yeah. Horrible. I had that shit. So ugly. My mom would be like, why are you buying these pants? They're bigger than your father's pants. You're 12. Yeah. I'm like, mom, don't worry. I got this. Like, Yeah, exactly. Don't worry. One time I I got a pair of corduroys. That's when my mom stopped buying me clothes. She's like... You're on some weird shit. I can't. Yeah. I can't support this. One time, I I was going into seventh grade, and at the time, I didn't have a lot of clothes. And my aunt Maria was like, "I'm gonna take you some, I guess, like Jay Z pants or something, and get you a pair of pants." Mm-hmm. I was like, "I really want a pair of corduroys." At mm-hmm. the time, I started getting them, like being like in a skateboard style. Oh yeah, because all the like the cute girls on my school were like yeah, skateboard yeah. chicks. At the you time. had your hair like one over your. I had a butt cut. Eye. Yeah, I had a butt cut. Mm-hmm. Jesus, and I liked like you know punk rock and all that shit. So I go. I had no. I I never had picked out my own pair of pants before. I was probably mm. not even in seventh grade yet, and I really want corduroys. So I buy the corduroys. <laughs> and I'm like, like such a funny time. I'm, it's so funny, and I'm like, <laughs> how do? And my aunt's only ten years older than me, so she's like, whatever, just go fucking get whatever the fuck you want. And I'm like, how do I get these corduroys to be big? I don't know. I don't even know that they make wide leg jeans. I yeah. just thought you buy a massive pants pair of pants. And they're there, yeah. So I bought a waist size like 36 <laughs> or 38. And you're like, and I'm like, ass a, kid. I'm like waist size 24. <laughs> totally. So I'm rocking them with the fucking, with the, uh, 
you know, with the belt and this motherfucker's like, you look like you're wearing your dad's pants, son. Yeah. And then one dude. It's like, dude, nah, these are brand new. I just got them today. One dude comes up to me and goes, <laughs> my homies still laugh about this to this day. They go, hey, yo, man, don't run too fast in those pants. You're going to start a fire. He thought Cordarize would go out of fire. It's not how that works, but I feel Yeah, uh, Yeah. Cordarize, bro. Yeah, good, good shit. Good shit all around. And the the jerseys. That was like my number oh, one. Oh man. That bring it back to NBA. Yeah. I was that was all I saved up for. Was I was real. trying to cop new Air Forces always. That's all I had. Like yeah. I just would get different colors or whatever, high, low, whatever. Yep. And jerseys. I remember I I'll tell you right now what jerseys I had. Mm-hmm. I had LeBron High School. Mm-hmm. Uh the I green had, one. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had Michael Jordan Laney High School, mm. the white one with the blue. I, I had, never caught white jerseys. They always got ruined. Yeah, that shit got fucked up. Yep. I had the black Dwayne Wade Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. I had the purple Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. I had a, the Bro, blue, I had the purple the, the blue Ray T-Mac. Allen. I had a Bucks Ray Ooh, Allen. Ooh, that's fire. That was, mm-hmm. that was before my time. Mm-hmm. I had the blue T-Mac Magic. Mm-hmm. I had a... Uh, the orange Steve Nash. That was my probably my favorite jersey. Clean. The Suns. Clean. God damn it. Um, I had the yellow pinstripe Jermaine O'Neal Indiana Pacers. Tough. Why? Because he was nasty. Jermaine O'Neal was fire. There's probably some people that listen to this that might not know who that is. Crazy. Like kids, like if they're like 15. Jermaine O'Neal, like, was, Jermaine O'Neal was a Who the fuck is that? Was a hooper. I bought his jersey. What else? I, have? I had Kobe, obviously. 24 mm-hmm. and 8. I had both. You, did you have a Jason Williams jersey? Jason Williams. I had a Jason Williams jersey. Um, it was very important. That was Jason. my favorite player. Yeah, it was a very important jersey. Other than, to have. Other than Kobe. And last jersey, mm. Earl Boykins. Wow. Custom made at the NBA store. They don't sell them. Wow. I just I fucked a, with him because he was the shortest player. I had player. a Jason Richardson Golden State Warriors jersey. That's fire. I still have it. No, Navy Blue. I got rid of it. Yeah. That's heat. It was the city jersey when they first came out. That's heat. Oh, man, I wish I still had that one. I just gave it up recently. I had, uh, I had, uh, I had a Blazers jersey. I forget who it was. I think it was Rashid. Because mm. that was important to have a Blazers jersey because it said Blazers on it and I used to get high. Yeah, yeah, that's totally like some stoner shit. It was. Yeah, man. I the had. Skateboard kids. I remember skateboard kids having Blazers jerseys. Yeah, it was crazy. And I would be like, when I didn't know, like, about the, yeah. like the older kids, I'd be like, oh, y'all don't I, watch basketball. I had Gary Payton, Green Sonic. Y'all don't jersey. watch basketball. I had a Gary Payton I know, jersey. Like, bro, I'm just smoking weed, blazing. Gary, Gary Payton. That's fire. It was a super, super tough. Yo, my yeah. boy, Richie, uh, he was like the other really good player on our high school team. I remember in sixth grade, he got a Michael Red jersey. Hard and we were Bucks. like, "Yo, Michael Red was a gunner." Michael Red, that's people will not know about Michael. That's Red. fire because Michael Red's career got cut short, but he was a lefty. Yeah, bull. He was pretty much Clay Thompson, but a lefty. He was disgusting. He was a bucket. See, that he was, was great like, in college too. Ohio State, him yeah. and Scooney Penn, bro. That I was why. That was like one of the cool things about buying jerseys. Among like your your Hooper friends, like who gets like the the next like dope guy? It's Jersey. That is true. That's why I got like the Jermaine O'Neal and like mm-hmm. 
Earl Boykins. Not that he was a star, but it was just like, damn, that's like a random like that's he must your, really yeah. know what he's doing. Like, or like even the Jason Williams was like kind of a rare like. Yeah, you got he the Kobe like, and the T Mac. It's like okay, fucking everyone. Jason knows this. Williams made like. He made white people be able to play basketball. Everybody call me white chocolate. Like Everybody. He, he JC Williams like single hand like he was for the in a certain way. He, he really the, helped. Like the, he helped like white you dudes would be able with to, like swag. White dudes like would be able to go to a court now and like if you could hoop, they'd be like, Oh shit, white chocolate or JC Williams. Every day white chocolate. And it's like he really helped change the image a little bit. Yeah. Because at the time, it felt like most white dudes were either, like, shooters or, like, big, goofy dudes. Yeah. Or just And then there busters. was, like, and, like, the one white guy that, if you were good, it yeah. was Larry Bird. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, Larry Bird. And, he like, Larry like, Bird was before our time. He was one of the first white guys with, like, serious handle. Jason Williams. Yeah. For sure. The swag was crazy. I one mean, the, he was, like, one, Pistol Pete reincarnated. One of the best. For real. He was crucial, bro. People don't even realize how important he was. You can still catch him at a... Rec League. Rec League in, in Florida. In Orlando. Yeah. Fire. Busting motherfucker's ass. I, saw, I watched that YouTube video. I saw it. It's well, so funny. I saw my own eyes, Dylan. By the way, the Lakers are now down five. Five minutes left. I like that. Where are we at time-wise? Miraculously, we're at 50 minutes. 50? Yeah. We went on a whole style tangent. Whatever. It's all I culture. I mean, it's, it's culture, baby. It's for the culture. It's culture. Let me ask you a question about culture. This mm. is off topic, and we'll wrap this up. Nothing. Nothing. Culture's off topic here at Baseline Jam Pod. How often do you post on Instagram? Um, a lot less recently. Yeah, probably, probably like once, twice a week. Twice a week. I'd yeah, say is average. Do you feel like unless I have something like really important to promote, then maybe three or four. Yeah. Why? What's your logic behind that? Um. Honestly, one, it's hard to have content that I like. I agree with that. So I don't want to just be post... Like, I could post a selfie in my kitchen, but it's like, what's the point? Right, and you would just put it on your story. Yeah, like, on my story, I post a lot. Right. That's how I stay engaged. Well, that's engaged. what I was going to kind of get to. That's how I try to stay engaged. Do you feel like, like the story is, like, taken away from the timeline a bit? Um. Like, all right. How much do you scroll and how much do you go through story? You're on the gram. Are you on the gram a lot during no, the day? Not a lot, no. I'm probably on more than I want to be. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right, but say you're on. Honestly, in- I try my best to go uh, with social media in general. Yep. I try my best to post and stay active and mm-hmm. answer people, but I'm not like just looking at girls and shit. Like, you know, right. Like, but just- like, you go on, do you scroll through? Looking in house of highlights, this, Usually, that, and the other. Or are you just popping through people's stories? Because for me now, I notice I'm just fucking clicking on people's stories all the time. Yeah. And then think, when I'm scrolling, like the other day, I com- I saw uh, I saw this NFL thing called, um, I forget what it's called, but it's all vintage like NFL highlights. And I, I was about to comment, and then I realized, this shit's from three days ago. Right. On the timeline, you're saying? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. that is so whack. Mm-hmm. Like, the algorithm, like... Yeah, no, it's weird. You know what I'm Especially, saying? you know what's stupid is when... This, I hate. Mm. Let's say let's say I didn't know you, right? Mm-hmm. And I just followed Hey Out of Sight today. Oh, yeah. And then I'm on my timeline that day. Yep. 
all your photos are coming up on my timeline because I think I want to see them because I haven't seen them yet because yeah. I just followed you. Right. But then I'm liking it because I just scroll by and I like it. Yeah. And then I realize, oh, this was nine days ago. Yeah. So it just looks like I was just creeping on your shit dumb hard. For sure. I think most people now at this point realize that. Yeah. Hopefully. But it's whack. Because that definitely happens to me. And I'm like, damn. But I'll just, just be clicking through people's stories so mindlessly. Yeah. But I feel like the story has made... And maybe I overthink it, but, like, I just, I find it hard to, like, find anything that I want to post. Lakers down 11 now, by the way. God damn it. Because it's, like, and maybe I'm overthinking it. You're talking on your feed. Yeah. Because you'll just say, I'll just put this on my story. Yep. I kind of feel that. I just, I think it's with anything social media-wise and just content in general, Mm. obviously it's really important to be as consistent as you can it is so i try to utilize the story to just be in the loop and like yeah have people like remind me that i exist because like if you don't post on your story or your feed for a week it's like of course might as well delete your fucking instagram totally but posting kind of treated as more like i have some news or like yeah you know what i mean there's something i want to say here totally or if I just have a fire-ass photo that I'm like, I want this to be on my feed when someone discovers me. Yeah. You know, but. Totally. But see, like, it's I like, try to, like, it's reserved now. Even like two years ago, yeah. I used to try to post every day before yeah. I had stories. Me too. Because I'd be like, that's the only way you're going to grow. And it yeah. fucking worked. Right. I grew a lot in those days. Uh-huh. But it's like, how you the know, hell are you even doing that? I don't even understand how I was doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do that kind of shit too a it's little like bit. It's like I only got so many outfits, dude. Yeah, only a few years ago I was I used to do that. And then now I I would feel like that's just overbearing. It's a lot. And I feel like people who do that, it's like I don't know, maybe because I'm I'm I just follow so much stuff. I'm so I have my finger on it too much, and we could talk. We should talk to Bob about this because Bob's a content guy. He's probably gonna have a different answer. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, but like, I'm at a point now where the concept of having content for content's sake, like, doesn't doesn't get me going. Yeah, no, I feel you. And it's it's challenging because i don't think that's the right mentality Uh because you never know what content can work and what is detrimental or relatable yeah yeah. or engaging yeah to somebody but like for me like you said oh if i have an announcement or something yeah or a fire photo it's like it's one thing and i'm the same way but like i usually am not like Oh, I haven't posted in four days. What do I got to? I got to right. post right now. It's like yeah. I just post when I'm think this. This is something that should be posted. Yeah, you know. It's just nowadays. It's just like everybody's just like can make like a decent photo out of anything and then just like leave a little caption. And it's just like you just post. <laughs> Shit and just blows up. You yeah. just post in the post. Yeah. And I guess that's the right way to do it, but I just don't do that. And then there's some motherfuckers who don't give a fuck what they post. And they post everything. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. So it's kind of like, maybe you shouldn't just have any shame in your game. It's just, I don't know. I think it's... Seems like a lot of work. Sometimes it's like hard to blur that line of transparency. Like, I I don't want everyone to know, like, 
what I do all day. Totally. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if I'm just chilling like with my yeah. girl or some shit, I'm not going to be like about to watch this movie or yeah, no. about to cook my dinner today. Like, I've never been like that either. Who fucking cares? And I really uh, love I artists want, who I, aren't like that. Like J. Cole, I want Kendrick, people to follow they ain't me. fucking doing that shit. I, don't I want love people, that. I don't want people to follow me because yeah. they want to see photos of my dog. Right. Or think that I they like watching me work out at the gym or right. play basketball. Why do you want people to follow you? Because they fuck with your music. Yeah, because I'm a musician. Totally. And I think, I've always felt that way, but then it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's like oh, I'm going to give you my brand. music. It's about your brand. It's like, well, my brand is music. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times people tell and, me that's and there's, I not think, enough. I think now, too, because people are expecting so much music, and that's one thing I'll, I'm going to step on, like, heavy. Yeah. Like, I'm going to try to put out four projects this year. Sheesh. I'm going to do it. I'm, like, already done the next one almost. Right. I, like, made it this week, pretty much. But there can you can brand yourself, like, within the music, like, when it comes to, like, the cover art, the way it's rolled out, yeah. the way it looks, the way it feels, the videos... That should be your brand to me, not your Instagram post. I don't give a fuck. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's how. That's what I'm gonna get you to like. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool if you if you listen to my music because you like the aesthetic of my artwork. And there's right. a lot of people that have me up and are like, bro, you have the hardest artwork in the game. Right? You know? Yeah, that's I great. really like. I the love artwork. that. I love that. All the imagery and artwork's been great. Thank you. And, and I, I really like I the talk pay artwork. attention to that a yeah. lot. You know, felt very like vintage but like soulful and warm that's what i'm trying to make and that's what i'm trying to mm. look like i make so good that's good but the point is like i think that's very important to pay attention to mm. i think there's a lot of people that love posting shit on instagram yeah, and are all is- like let's take more photos of me and put myself on instagram right and then their artwork for their actual song looks like shit yeah because i didn't even think about it and that is like fucking weird yeah i know See, I, 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 I did a rollout for Future Vintage Soul, but I realized I didn't post a lot. Mm. But I had some like very clean photos, clean covers, and the acoustic things, and that was it. And like, yeah, f- my whole rollout was thirty-five posts. Yeah, you know. So I was like, eh, maybe I should have done more. I that's, mean, I did that, a lot. I mean, that, that's like, that's kind of a lot, actually. You know, it's over like three months. So yeah, it's that's decent. Bit, yeah. It's not like it was 10, like... Uh, maybe it was more than three months, but whatever. Yeah. No, I mean 10 posts. Yeah. So, you know, I tried. I tried to keep it real classy. Did so I, it's hard to did not, Did I get like, to that classy? Yeah, for sure. It's like... It's hard to not post the same shit over and over again, though. It is. Because then it's just, like, annoying. It is. It you is. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know. Like, uh, having 35 posts, different posts... Yeah. ...and pieces of content for one project i think is actually good because people might people will post 35 times the, the same, same fucking, fucking image fu- or I know. here's my cover art here's my snippet of the song i know here's this here's that it's like i know i, already saw I didn't want that at we all we either like it or we don't man i know you know it's true it's true i don't know yeah it's interesting none of us know that's the thing we don't right that's the thing with social media no one knows the fuck's going on a lot of it just has to do with like just like things you can't even really control. Just all algorithms and timing and weird shit. Yeah. And trends. We're we're all just like chained to algorithms as musicians. We are algorithms. It's just crazy. But I literally make or lose money 
and so do you and so does all of us yeah because of algorithms Oof. it's fucking nuts it's nuts because whether that's whether that's instagram or twitter or youtube spotify, spotify apple you name it algorithm yeah you're right it's hard so you got to do your best to understand it yeah it just but at suck. the same time, you can't all just, the way understand it. Sucks it because it can be, it robots. can easily be manipulated. Totally. Yeah, and, and not it is. and not yeah, music definitely is being manipulated. But that's a whole other story. You gotta play the game, brother. We're playing it. That's it. Lakers down five, forty nine seconds left. I don't like that. Sheesh. Um, one thing that I was thinking about today. Yeah, we hadn't even talked about basketball this episode, but whatever. Talk basketball style, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, culture talk being someone that is an entrepreneur, mm. but especially in music or like entertainment, mm-hmm. it's so interesting th- thinking back at like things I've done in the way I was like looking at them as they were happening or before they were happening. Right. Everything you do in life, mm-hmm. and I hope it stays this way because I love it. Right. And you can probably tell me if it stayed this way for you because okay. you've been at this for longer than I have and done more things and blah, blah, blah. I'm just 10 years older than you. But in music, like, yeah, that's like, you've been out here. No, no, I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, in real life, lot. you're not older than me by a lot. Like, right? It's not it weird that we're how friends. You look at it. No, <laughs> but, no, no. But it's but like I know what you mean. You're a vet, like a real I'm, one. You know, I'm a vet, and I realized that recently. <laughs> not to cut you off, so I'm gonna let you go, and then I'll swing okay. back around. What What I've realized is just like, it's so exciting because everything you do, mm-hmm. you're always thinking it's like that next thing is gonna be the thing that mm-hmm. gets you to go through the fucking roof. Totally, and then. When you're good at what you do, yeah, which I am, which I've really realized in the past year, right? Like I'm talking my shit all year. I don't care. Good. I'm fucking good. Like it's a good energy. I'm trying to be undeniable, and I think I'm to that point. Like I put the time in. So, anyways, if you're good at what you do and mm-hmm. you're confident in it, and you're always making at least a little step forward, mm-hmm. which is something I've also done. Yep. The next thing again is just this is going to be the one. Mm-hmm. And then when that doesn't all the way work to the extent you think it's going to, mm-hmm. you make another thing or mm-hmm. do another thing or go on another tour or whatever the next move is. There's always a move to be made. Yeah. So it's like always just a shit ton of excitement if you have the right perspective. Because it'd be easy to like yeah. be let down by certain things because you have expectations or whatever. Yep. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just a constant. Well, once you lose. Never ending cycle. Once you lose that optimism, you're done. And that has carried me through my whole career. Like, there's been so many times where people thought I was done, but I always thought my next move was my best move. 100%. And whether I was irrational or not, and there's been times where I've been wrong, but overall, if you can fucking pick yourself up and do it, you if you stay in the game, you always have a chance to win. Totally. And... I tell a lot of young artists, I tell a lot of young entrepreneurs, a lot a lot of people who I talk to, oh, what advice can you give me? And I'm always saying it. I might have said it when I did Bob's podcast, Purpose and youth, whatever yeah. the fuck I did it two, three, four years ago. Yeah. Just don't quit. Just don't stop. 
Yeah. It's like, it's... Sounds like such simple advice, but it's like... It's so easy to stop. Yeah. Like, for every artist and every person I know that's been successful, I know hundreds who haven't been because they didn't go all the way. Totally. And just yeah, having me that... too. Ab- yeah. Even in my young career. <clears throat> yeah, because... There's people that have started after me and already done because they're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, because it's a pain in the ass. 100%. But, but um, it's fun, though. But if you can have that enthusiasm to be like, this is going to be it, this is going to be it. And a lot of times it might not be, but it's something. And then you never really know. But if you stay in the game and you make good shit, good things happen. Yeah. And that's been my thing because i lost the label i lost this 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 and this and i really didn't have anything no mm-hmm. juice no big time people behind me nothing mm-hmm. and i just kept making good music believing in myself believing in the music and i niched out a career and i don't have a ton of fans right you know i don't tour the world yeah but i do what i have to do yeah and i found a way and it's like a lot of motherfuckers like me would have been selling houses oh uh, yeah and totally. now there's anything wrong with that yeah yeah but they're the, not making some of the music most and, yeah. wealthy successful people i know are real estate agents yeah for sure but i'm just saying i was put on this earth to make music and i am able to continue to do it yeah i and feel I, the same way i realized i was a vet because i was reading this article because this j cole rollout is fire yeah it's crazy and i just see some of the artists <clears> and some of the things and they and the articles are talking about, you know, J. Cole and uh, Wale and a few other guys were in this. Uh, basically, J. Cole is doing a, a, a group album. It's a Dream of uh, the Dream Dreamville album. It's their third one or second one. Yeah. And know. they've basically been giving out golden tickets like Willy Wonka's Chocolate yeah, Factory. He, uh, he, had, he had sent it to me. But yeah. I, You're busy, right? Well, I we said last week we were going to do the Baseline Jam yeah. every week. Right. So I was like, Jermaine. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I had to pick up RJ from school, so I couldn't. Jermaine. Sorry, I had yeah. to pass this one. But he, he's been inviting artists and writers and different <laughs> things to go to North Carolina and hop on this album. And then a bunch of these guys were there. And J. Cole and his generation of rappers were probably, he was, he's, if we're going by like graduating class, he's probably one or two years ahead of me mm-hmm. but like i opened for j cole at sobs mm-hmm. on hot for hot 97 mm-hmm. like and so he's niched out a career as one of the biggest rappers in the game but like it kind it kind of hit me because i was just like a lot of artists existed through that time oh yeah and yo I'm sitting in my house, and I just said to myself, I did it. Here I am, 2009. Who's that picture? It's Jermaine Cole, Jermaine J. Cole, Cole, Mm -hmm. Ash Roth. Who I brought out on stage. Peter Rosenberg. Because he remixed one of my songs. Peter Rosenberg with the 80s baby tea. Fire tea. Yep. And out of sight. Mm Mm-hmm. Beardless out of sight. Yep. That was... Three years before two, two three years before tonight's night. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. Imagine right there. What year is this? March thirtieth, two thousand ten. So I opened up for Jay Cole. They said Jay Z was in the crowd. It's a long time ago. 
So 2010. So it was two years before Tonight is the Night hit. So there I am. I'm wearing all LRG gear because LRG sponsored my those two mixtapes. Right. I had no money. I might have had minus $7 in my pocket <laughs> at that point. All these clothes are free. Yeah. I brought out Asher Roth, who was the hottest one of them all yeah. at the time. Right. Bruh. And there I was. And it's nine years ago. And I said to myself, J. Cole, because the article talks about how J. Cole still got the, he's a vet, him, yeah. Wale, all these guys he brought, they're veterans now. It was written by Yo. Are you familiar with yeah. Yo? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, they still got the hunger. Dude, just, nine years in hip hop is exactly. like fucking 50 years. And But he talks about, they still got the hunger. And I was like, so do I. And I still, and I did it. Yeah. I don't know. And I just, it just hit me. No, and that speaks like, to you, kind of what I'm saying. People it's like, fucking can't take that so, shit away from me. It's so exciting. Yeah. Just so looking like, at it. Any motherfucker like, who tries to shit on you or shit on me. Yeah. And there are motherfuckers out there who might, who've been in the industry. And I know some dudes from that time who got crazy juice right now. Yeah. And would try and dismiss you or what you've done or what I've done. I'm just talking general. Yeah. Fuck that. 100%. Go dismiss somebody who ain't who ain't been doing this. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Because. I, I've, and yeah. like, as much as you're a vet, you know, and like, obviously I recognize that, like. You opened for J. Cole in 2010. It's fucking crazy. It was a long time ago. And like, then I, I told you about Kendrick and fucking right, right. Big Sean. Earlier, like, yeah. But <laughs> it's not like I was opening for J. Cole in 2010. Yeah. But I was putting out music in 2010. Sure. I've been doing this shit for a long time. Sure. Well, I put out a, you know what I'm saying? my first EP in like 06. Oh, yeah. But I don't sure. really call it. Totally. This, oh, wait, that's was the way like, I look at it, too. Yeah. Like, I look at like, I'm like five years in right now yeah. but really it's like eight or nine that i've been like thinking sure. about this but even so like i've been doing notable things for a long time like i sold out shows in 2012 yeah that was six years ago and i haven't stopped at all and it's a process but and you're I'm here still and this is just, your life yeah and you're able to support yourself and make a living making music mm-hmm. and a lot of people can't say that totally a lot and, and that a lot. it's such a it's such a paradox because in some ways, I feel like I already made it. Like, especially when I was back home for holidays, I was just like... Yeah, yeah. Nobody understands, like, what the fuck's going on. Not they, that I was, like, above it, but I was just like... They're all in their I own made little, it out of here. Own like, world. I made it out of here, and I'm doing this shit. Yeah. And then in other ways, I'm like... I, so I, I just got my fucking toes in the water right now. Yeah. So it's like... Got a long way to go. I don't know. It's just such an exciting, like, thought process. But the optimism, the... The the belief that something greater can happen tomorrow, because I'm that getting faith. It's a it's a blind faith. I'm just getting so excited about everything that I'm gonna be putting out this year, like whatever. Yeah. And I'm thinking about like the beginning of last year, and I thought that same exact thing. Yeah. And like all those things happened, and they worked, but they didn't necessarily like, right, propel me into but the like, fucking. Just to have that energy, good things will keep happening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Random ass rant, spit, but we spit in culture talk tonight. Uh nine seconds left. Lakers about to lose by four. That's pathetic. Honestly. Um should we go through schedule and get out of here? Sure. All right, boys and girls, here are the schedule for the week. 
Uh, if you're still listening about basketball. Wait, is this the baseline jam? It is. Oh, shit. This is more of a... Are these things on? The baseline. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Oh. We definitely did a lot more jamming than Yeah, it was, anything, it, was okay. cl- it was cloth talk. Sometimes you gotta... Sometimes you gotta cut the cloth. I mean... Whatever. All right. Tomorrow <laughs> night, the Pelicans are in town. They're playing the Clippers if you want to go. Yeah, let's go. I can't, but <laughs> me neither. Idea. I can't because uh, I don't want to. Oh, Tuesday night, two NBA TV games: T Wolves at Sixers, Bulls at Lakers. Lakers got an easy schedule Sheesh. right now, and they're Yo, the Lakers lost to the Knicks and the fucking Cavs, bro. Wednesday night ESPN games. Don't give me that look. You looked at me like you wanted to burn my head off. <laughs> <I'll> just. <laughs> Ra- Raptors at Celtics Wednesday night. Hello. That'll be a telling game. In Boston, I hope the Toronto goes in there and crushes the building. Wow. Then the night game is Pelicans at Warriors. Room for the Pelicans on that one. Thursday night, TNT. You got the Sixers at the Pacers. Sixers back-to-back TV nights. Big games, too. Uh, the late game. You got Russ in town. Lakers at The Thunder. Thunder, Friday night, two ESPN games. You have, uh, sorry, um, the Spurs at the T Wolves and the Warriors at the Clippers. Steph Curry's in town. And then Saturday, two ABC games. I guess Saturday primetime is back. Oh, remember, I remember fondly when the Boogie was the theme song. I remember that too. I can't believe the Boogie's still going, bro. So fucking dope. Into the Spider-Verse had absolutely made... Bro, I get now... I'm probably getting like triple the amount of mentions, the this, the that. Just the engagement from that thing has just been... It's fucking crazy. And nobody has any idea that song came out three fucking... Almost four years ago. Mm -hmm. The song is a smash. It is good. It is a good tune. It's it's out of here. You ever step to the left before? Sheesh. Can't believe it. And then my song, my new song, We Love It, is in the Uprising trailer, right? So it's Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston. It's going to be the number one movie this month. Really? This, this this week. So that means for two straight months, I've been a part of a number one movie. Just want to throw that out there. Hello. So. Damn, this is a Cloth Talk episode. Sheesh. Uh, Saturday night, ABC, 12.30 afternoon, Thunder at Sixers, 5.30 at night, Lakers at Rockets. LeBron, come back for that, please. Yes, I need it. Come on, LeBron. I desperately need that. Not only so we can win, but so we can watch that. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're out of here. See you next week. Peace, guys.